0: Welcome to the Mission Driven Mom podcast. This podcast is for moms just like you, who want to learn how to glorify God through finding and embracing true principles, discovering and developing your greatest gifts, and using them to serve your family and community. Welcome back. Thanks for joining me today. I am Audrey Rindlisbacher, author of The Mission Driven Life and founder of The Mission Driven Mom. We're so excited that you've decided to tune in this podcast. We'd like to encourage you to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd love to have you share this out with friends and family that might be interested in what we're doing here. Write us a review so that we can uh, go up in the ratings and others can know why you enjoyed the show. And please join the Mission Driven Mom Mastermind Facebook group for the after the show discussion. Today we get to do something really fun and that is talk to Julie Greenman. She's here with me. And we're going to learn all about her. She's our, uh, on our board. She's the PR rep for the Mission Driven Mom. And boy, it is a joy to work with her and a, and a privilege to have her. We're really grateful um, that she's with us. So um, Julie, thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So let's just start by hearing a little bit about you. Just tell us a little bit about um, some basics about your life and where you are in your life right now. All right. Well, I grew up in um,
1: a few different states with my parents and six younger brothers. I didn't have sisters, and so I learned how to ride, ride bikes and climb trees. And I had a wonderful growing up time period um, in nature. And I and my father taught us to love the mountains and hiking and backpacking. It was wonderful life and they taught us to love God and um, I get a little emotional when I when I think of that because I was just thinking about um, being with my dad last year for our last backpacking trip he's he's doing okay but he's he probably will not be able to backpack again but he he is such a wonderful um, guide in my life he was a reader of classics and was a good example to us uh-huh.: um, I always wanted to be like him and read, and I would try, and I started Silas Marner, maybe 50 times. That was his favorite book. That oh my is gosh, his I favorite book. didn't hear about that book until I was 35, at least. <laughs> so I finally did read it, probably when I was about 35. I, I, I decided, you know what? This is my dad's favorite book. I'm going to read it. And I sat down and it's a short one. And it's I such it and a I, sweet book. I love that it's his favorite. Oh. I, and I thought, why haven't I read this before? And, you know, I think I just had to develop more of the tenacity and the gumption to sit down and, and read. And it wasn't until I was older. So um, where am I right now? Well, um, I'm in a really good place. That's I awesome. am um, teaching a group of about 22 students online in humanities. We're in our postmodern year and loving digging deep into these books. This week we're reading The Lord of the Flies, which is a book that I have hated my whole life, but <laughs> you chose it. It's in your curriculum. It is, but, um, but it's good. It's yeah. good. We're, we're discussing these important Ideas with these youth, and it's just invigorating.
0: Yeah. So, tell us a little bit about your family. Okay. So, um, my husband
1: and I married about thirty years ago, and we have five grandchildren two on the way. And I have—I guess I should start with my children. <laughs> I have six. The grandkids <laughs> are the rewards. so you started the right group. I know. Oh, so that's I have. Funny. S- Six wonderful children they're all boys, except for five of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they have been my greatest oh they've just taught me so much yeah. without them I would not become I would not have become what I am yeah. so grateful yeah. to have them yeah and I still have two at home, and one is. In college and ready to go off and fly the coop, and one is 15. So nice.
0: Very nice. So tell us um, a little bit about your own journey in the Seven Laws of Life mission. You mentioned before we started something about um that when you were finally introduced to the Seven Laws of Life mission, and looking back, you could see that actually you have been living a lot of them, but you didn't realize it. Um, so, so tell me a little bit about your journey in loving God and, and loving yourself and, and truth and humanity, those foundational principles. What are some moments that stand out to you uh, in, or pivotal moments where you learned to really understand what that law meant or really started to, to live it intentionally?
1: Okay. I think the thing that comes out right now in my mind is uh-huh. um, truth, living the truth. And I remember, uh-huh. I remember as was a, a, a little child uh-huh. lying to my mom and I remember feeling awful. And I remember saying a little prayer, you know, please God help me to be truthful. I don't want to lie. And I, I, Married, I had children, I grew up, and I continued to ha- fall into a little bit of a trap <laughs> with not being fully honest with myself and, every- and everybody around me and I really, really, really prayed to uh-huh. to learn to be tr- truthful. It was really interesting that I at the time discovered um, a liberal arts college mm-hmm. and I think I spent Eight years I wasn't even finished because they closed the doors, but i I started to get really deeply into the um, the classics and as i re- and i was as I was reading the classics particularly um, what 's it called the Communist Manifesto. Mm. <laughs> i you know I really, really cried during that book because wow, wow. How can this man express all of this false stuff to the yeah. world, yeah. and yet I'm I'm thinking maybe seventy percent of the world now really kind of digs this these ideas? Yeah, and maybe I'm wrong. I'm just guessing. And and I, it was so powerful to me, and I, I realized I needed to change, and I needed to become the kind of person who could influence people with truth. Wow. And, and as I changed, so over the course of a few years, my, my daughter, who's the oldest, she, she said to me in her senior year of high school, she said, Mom, you changed. <laughs> and wow. she says, I want to I change. And um, so her senior year. Uh, she was doing a she was supposed to do a, a senior report and she decided to do it on how the classics change people for the better wow and that's a long long story someday I'll have to tell you about, about it because it, it was really really interesting The the teachers didn't want to accept that wow but, but she went through through this whole research, uh-huh. she ended up dropping out of high school because they wouldn't. It was such a big problem. She dropped out of high school and went right to college that wow. year. Wow! <laughs> Isn't that so funny? That's cool. But anyway, the research that she did was so powerful in her life, and it's changed the course of her life. And and I realized truth matters in so
0: many ways. wow that's that's one of my experiences (laughs) so tell me um I just want to go back a little bit when you say that you weren't honest with yourself and maybe not always honest with others I mean I, I don't think um I feel pretty confident you weren't breaking laws and, and landing in prison and and any, I mean, I think you were a good person that whole time. You know I mean? we're not talking about an evil person. So what did that actually look like? And, and what, what difference did your daughter notice? Like how, how, how would that looking back? I mean, what were you actually doing when you felt like you were, weren't, committed to truth and and what were you doing when you became more committed to truth oh I
1: just I just have fragments in my brain right now because I'm such a different person but the thing that I will I will tell you is I kind of I kind of was a how would I say it um a Victorian kind of a person, meaning appearances were everything. Oh. And I was a, a, and I was kind of a self-adulator. Is that a word?
0: Right. <laughs> <Not>, yeah. <laughs> well, you made it one. We know what you mean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and thinking, you know, okay, I I'm gonna do this because it looks cool, or yeah. I'm going to be doing, you know, I just didn't feel I didn't feel honest with myself. Mm. I also am a nonconformist. Yeah. And I didn't want to be a nonconformist because it would bring a lot of, um, it would be bring people would a lot look of at attention you or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I ended up deciding I've got to follow my feelings. I've got to do what I am supposed to do, what God wants me to do and stop trying to be the same as the Joneses, right? Right. And also, I felt like when my children were not behaving correctly, uh huh, I would get into the drama triangle. I understand that now after going yeah. love, through level one of MDM, yeah. but yeah. I would get into the drama triangle. I would be so upset with them. I would, you know, they weren't doing this like the books say they need to be doing it. And I would just be <laughs> upset and I would cause a lot of. Turmoil between you know relationships and it was pretty awful. So, you know, yeah, something I never want to return to again.
0: Yeah. So, how do you feel like the classics helped you? How do you feel like your education made a difference?
1: (sighs) Oh my gosh. Okay this this one experience. Okay, every single time I was reading books. I probably understood maybe 10% of what I was yeah. reading, which yeah. was pretty hard. And yeah. I, I cried about that too and I prayed for help. <laughs> <laughs> but the 10% that uh-huh. I did understand, uh-huh, every single time, I'm not kidding, it would help me in my parenting or oh. in my relationship with my husband. And uh-huh. here's here's one, here's one that really sticks out. Yeah. Or, I'm reading Locke, okay, uh-huh. and I'm reading two, two, yeah, the second treatise. Love of that! Yeah. I do too. I love, I love it because it helped me and my daughter. So, so my daughter is maybe a junior. Uh huh. This is the oldest, and if she's listening, she'll she'll probably go, "Mom, don't tell her this
0: story." <laughs> but this Nobody is knows so who awesome. she is, so it's okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and this is so awesome, and yep. it tells how neat she is. But um, he's talking about how we live in the wild, and and we're not protected. Yeah. And as soon as people decide to live together in a community, in a society, they are willing to give up a few of their their freedoms. Right. So that, yeah, right, their natural mm-hmm. rights, so that they can feel security. Yeah. And at the time my husband and I were really, really struggling with this older daughter who was really not doing her jobs, not um, helping to pull the weight of the family. She was busy in school and, and involved and um, we really were struggling. And as I'm reading this, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, she has joined our society. <laughs> she needs to be willing to give up a few of her rights of being lazy, you know, yeah, and for our protection, and also for, we'll feed her and to contribute and to the her. to the society exactly. she belongs to. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yes. So i I prayed for guidance, and i I felt like I got the right words in. And i I told her about John Locke and what he was teaching me. And i I said, "Now, I almost said her name. Now, daughter, <laughs> do you?" <laughs> would you like to be part of our society and, and have this, you know, I, I gave her a list of all the things that we provide for her. And would you, would you like to be part of this? And then you be willing to do your part. And she listened and she, a light turned on and she was changed and she became such a good cleaner, um, organizer she was helpful and it was it was a wonderful wonderful parenting trick so so that's how the classics have helped me
0: that's just one (laughs) that's just one of them you know it's so funny because I'll never forget when you know I was doing my liberal arts thing and and we we attended the same school for a a few years and and Mm -hmm. you know knew each other a little bit yeah and it was so heavy on government and economics. And yeah, and I just, I just, I I attended because I saw Plato on the list and I was like, that's, mm-hmm. that's it. I'm, I'm in if, if, we, <laughs> if, we, if we're going to read those kinds of, but then as time went on, you know, now, now I got to do some education stuff too. But the point is there was a, there was quite a while when I thought, oh, how is this, have anything to do with real life and how, (laughs) you know, why does this stuff even matter? But, you know, it's interesting that you have mentioned two governmental, two classical governmental treaties as being profoundly instrumental in your transformation. And I think that's so critical for moms to hear because I think God-fearing moms, I, I see, I see a lot of them reading you know, religious books. That's great. That, that's, that's yeah. valuable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes they'll get turned on to classics, usually literature, which is also mm-hmm. wonderful and critical, yeah. but there, there are these other media works, the great books that, and, and, you know, in, in the Academy, we gear up for that. We don't do that in level one. We just work on ourselves and we discover <laughs> all the cool stuff about ourselves. Right. And then level two, we get some more of those, you know, just little snippets. Yeah. And then level three really dive in because you don't, you just can't know when when they're when they're speaking truth and teaching about these fundamental. And I think some of that is because in in a governmental um, situation, they're more likely to get down to natural law and principles. Oh yeah, and it becomes a little easier to translate that to to other areas. I think it's unfortunate that there aren't more works that that do that in other areas of life. But anyway, but wait, that's that's fascinating.
1: But wait, it's not unfortunate because remember, I only get about a few percentage. (laughs) I I only understand a little bit. So you just go
0: back and you keep. No. Yes. yes, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You don't need any more. I'm just saying that's unfortunate that we don't have more focused on natural laws and principles in other areas outside of government. But But it's 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 the kind of thing like as a who would think that a mom should read Communist Manifesto? I'm right there with you because I have read that thing so many times. And I read his 10 points at the end of this is how you transition a democracy to communism. And I cried my way through that list because we're doing most of them. You know, but it's it's just Opens your mind and you see the world with new eyes and oh, it's so empowering. <coughs> oh Anyway, yeah So tell me about um, What's What is something that what's what's your greatest struggle right now? Would you say? Mmm
1: I, I'm going to kind of change that question because right or now, or challenge, the, yeah, the greatest thing that is just overtaking my life with—I'm so invigorated by—is um, you know going through that, that drama triangle that we learned uh-huh. about in MDM. I am recognizing that in every single thing. I mean, even in the music I used to listen to. Um, yeah, sometimes I listen to it my, you know, the music's coming back now and my kids are listening to it. And I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, that singer is in drama. Like totally like <laughs> it's, he's in so much drama, but I think everything that I'm doing is it's showing, showing that, that I'm in drama and, and that I need to get out of it, that I need to become a coach, a creator and that I need to improve my relationships. And so that's, it's not the hardest thing, but it's the thing that I'm totally focused on. That's
0: awesome, that's really cool. Um, what is one profound way that you feel, well, I guess you just answered that with talking about the drama triangle because that's affecting every aspect of your life in terms mm-hmm. of how the mission-driven mom is affecting you. And tell me this. Why did you decide to come on the MDM board? Why are you part of this movement? Okay, well, it's been like little pieces my
1: whole life. The word influence continues to come into my mind because Uh I remember as a young person thinking, I need to influence. I need to influence people. I need to influence myself I need mm-hmm. to influence my future children mm-hmm. and I think I think as I would was reading classics I realized you know this this idea of truth I need to influ- influence people for truth I need to become honest and I want to help others be honest with themselves and mm-hmm. others
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I want and the the way I can do this is I can teach, and so I think for the last seven years I've been teaching youth yeah. the classics. And we actually this year we read the Communist Manifesto and um, hard hard book, but such good discussions with them. Yeah. Okay. But teaching them what is out there is right now is relative truth. Truth is relative, and that's not right. And so it's been so exciting to teach them that. And, and when I've been talking to you, I realized I, I, mothers, they the hand, who is it? The hand that rocks the cradle. Yeah. yeah is the hand that rules the world or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And I realized I really want to help moms discover truth. I want to help them discover themselves and being honest and, and, yeah. and spreading yeah. the influence to more than just, you know, yeah. more than just my little circle of, of students that I have right now.
0: Right. Right. What do you see? In the coming years for the Mission Driven Mom, what, what do you see in its future as far as your involvement and as far as the bigger picture of, of what we'll do as an organization and, and, and what the moms will do as a, as a community?
1: I'm just so excited about this because <laughs> I see a whole bunch of little communities of moms gathering together reading these hard books even these governmental books (laughs) someday yeah eventually yeah um i I do have something to talk about that first level though in regards to this but but i'll come back to that yeah but i see them reading these and maybe only getting 10 percent of it but finding the principles that will help them to influence their families and the people around them and and it's just going to spread it's going to spread like wildfire because people want the truth yeah. in this relative truth world right
0: yeah ah
1: oh, it's exciting let let me talk one little thing about this level 1 which yeah. doesn't get into the hard hard stuff yeah i didn't realize this when i when i had my liberal arts education i had not fixed myself first before i was reading these these governmental principles and things and so right. i i hadn't really Learned to get out of the drama triangle. I haven't Mm -hmm. really learned to um, take care of myself and and find enough time to to really build myself so I'd have more energy for my family and so I wouldn't fly off the handle with them sometimes. Right. But I'm realizing that this level one really gets gets us in the right place, and I feel like for the first time in my life, I feel like I'm getting in the right place to be able to do that influence wow. in my family and others. So yeah. I, I feel like that level one, even though it's not hard reading, is so essential.
0: Yeah. It's a pretty inspiring readings, though. Like, Yes, very. Yeah. <laughs> and the discussions. I think the community makes, makes a huge difference. The accountability partners um, mm-hmm. have been huge for a lot of women. There's been a lot of feedback about the friendships they've built and Oh, and how they're God. helping each other, which is the whole point. So um, <clears throat> what is what is one thing that you feel like mom should know? Mm.
1: So um, right now that quote kept keeps coming into my mind. The hand that rocks the cradle is the Mm -hmm. hand that rules the world. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, I feel like so many moms feel that and know that, but they are really struggling to find principles. Yeah. You know, we, we read these books and we have feelings about them and these feelings kind of, kind of innately turn towards something that's good. Yeah but what's so exciting is that you can read these things and have those feelings but then you you actually go deeply and you look for the actual principle which is hiding in there but yeah. that can be found and once that principle is found and and you admit it and you you understand it you study it it becomes stronger guide rather than this little this little feeling that's kind of guiding you. It's an actual truth that's guiding you. So I feel like that's the one thing that I'd like to say to moms is to let's learn to find principles.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And like you said earlier, it's such a relativistic world. And armed with that skill, it's easy to fall victim to it's my truth and your truth and just do your mm. thing and just tolerate everybody and anything goes because that's a recipe for disaster that leads to mm. personal destruction and family destruction and societal destruction. And we're, you know, we're watching that happen and we want to put the brakes on it, but without the skill set, And I, and I think, I think God's directing us in, 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 mm-hmm. in that way. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah. We have a conscience and we have God and we can receive answers from him, but he also wants us to do our part. He also wants us to exercise our minds and to put our own effort in and he'll guide us to the truth if we'll, yeah. if we'll submit and, <laughs> and commit ourselves. Yeah. And, and the, the thing I want to
1: really emphasize is he, he's, our, he's already been guiding us, Yeah, but it's usually through feelings or a few little ideas here and there, yeah. but the real change is, is looking straight right at that truth, that yeah. principle yep. that will even make us make the better choices. Yep. And yep.
0: Because then More that's finer. the foundation. That's yep. solid. That's not like, yep. well, that felt like a good idea last time, but I'm not sure what to do this time. You have this mm-hmm. whole paradigm shift of actually God's put laws in place and they always guide us. And my job is yep. just to find them and I'll build, you know, this solid foundation. Oh, yes. Um, yes. yes. It's, so, it's so empowering. I mean, I can't, you're, you're, you're right on. I love that. And <laughs> just the examples that you gave of, of some of the ways that it's already transformed you and already transformed your family. I have many of those same feelings and experiences. Um, one last question what do you think, and maybe you'll just go back to the principles again, but <laughs> what do you think is the most important thing that the mission-driven mom has to offer and that you want to help promote and be a part of? Yeah, principles, definitely. But, um, but I think what it's offering
1: is a broader, not broader, more of an ability to, to create communities yeah. with any mom in any um, time of her life. Yeah. And, um, but really c- communities to provide a place for learning principles. Yeah, That's,
0: that's what yeah. I, Oh, I love that. And you're a huge part of that. You're a huge part of that connecting link and building that. So we're super excited to have you and for the work that you're doing, that you're creating, that you're building lots of uh, fun things coming up with um, cottage meetings and Mm -hmm. outreach and more conventions and meeting people in person and helping them build their communities around them. So really excited for that to happen. Julie, thank you so much for being with me today. It was so fun to get to know you better. And uh, again, thank you for joining us on this podcast. If you don't have your, free copy of the Mission Driven Life ebook, please go to missiondrivenmom.com and grab your own copy. We would love for you to have the opportunity to read that and go ahead and subscribe and review and share this podcast out. Thanks for being here and I'll see you next time.